0: right, let's see if I can hear anything.
1: Okay, that's a good idea.
0: I can't because I haven't plugged it in. (laughs)
1: Goodness. (laughs) This is a second year year into doing this.
0: Oh, all of a sudden there's lots of Twitter notifications.
1: Why? Is Cause it people complaining? Because their... I just put a tweet, someone had written a tweet about how much they'd enjoyed the weekend of gigs that they saw me at. So I retweeted it and I was wondering who's going to be the first person who <laughs> complains and said, you should be mourning, David. I did think about that. And I thought, should I, you know, obviously the Queen has died today. Listeners, because people don't, it takes them a while to get through the Podcast Bank catalogue. This might be like two years in the future, so people won't know this is the first podcast we've done since the Queen has died.
0: And additional news, Mrs. McCluskey from Grange Hills
1: died. It's not really, I mean, it's not really news as such that because is news. no. What I mean is listeners like that's not breaking news because it's a podcast.
0: That's true, but so, in terms of today, this gives
1: us. I'd argue that the Queen's death is more of like a totem of where we are at the moment. Like listeners have gone, Oh yeah, I understand. I know where you are now with the podcast. I know what Yay. time roughly when the podcast was released. <laughs> <The> monarchy. <laughs> if we monarchy. we'd have known yeah. that, we should have said. I know a lot of people. Thank goodness I haven't got a gig today because I might have had to cancel it if I knew that Mrs McCluskey from Grange Hill had died. You know died what? That's a out of lot of people. Out of respect, I would have not done a gig. But I, did, I was wondering what to do because we got mm. the news of the Queen's death while I was on the train heading yeah. to a gig. And I thought, does this mean that the gig is going to be cancelled? And then it was decided, because I was on, obviously, we, we were entering a period of mourning. Mm. And often when I perform, there is a period of mourning, an extended period of mourning. Uh, I've read those reviews. Mm. And so I actually thought, well, it seems fitting that I should do the gig then. So because I've been away gigging, Ellie, you've not seen me for the last few days. Nope. Because I feel like we need to motivate ourselves. I think as... As a society, as a country right now, we need motivation to get us to where we want to be. And we need to do that to get us into this podcast, Ellie. Yeah. So you won't be aware that I have a new alarm. Oh, Because oh, I do, a new alarm clock sound okay. on my phone to get me motivated to start the day. Because as you know, I'm not a morning person. You're not, and
0: I get up and leave for work before I mean, before morning
1: you as in waking up in the morning, listeners, yes. rather than a morning person. We're not bound to the, the death of the Queen. So. I think
0: they knew the level of respect when they heard the episode about when Prince Philip died.
1: So you won't be aware of my alarm. I think we need motivation, and this is going to help motivate you as well, Ellie, because you've had a day's work, and now it's time to do the podcast. So this is my alarm. Normally, I wake up, and it's just kind of depressive thoughts and all of that kind of thing. (laughs) Not anymore, Ellie. Okay. Thanks to Liz Truss. Oh. oh, Liz Truss with her oh, speech. Man. So this is the speech when she first became Prime Minister. I was very cynical. But then I heard her words and I thought, bloody hell, this is motivated <laughs> the people, the Tories, who were there, sat there. She seems pretty pleased with what she's saying. And, and I thought, yeah this is my mantra and I think this is great for the podcast as well we should, you know like last week we started where you introduced me and I went
2: oh yeah. because
1: that's how I start every single gig yeah. seemingly when I when I go on stage I always go ah, and I wasn't aware of that but we discovered that's what I do in the podcast so we did that and I think it really lifted me and helped me okay well this is gonna lift me even more so this was the speech for those people who don't know it's this bit that I am referring to
0: we will deliver we will deliver we will deliver
1: Absolutely brilliant! I love it. It's the fact that she says, "We will deliver," and you think, well, "Fair enough." And then she says it again. And you think, "Yeah." Oh, yeah, yeah and then she says it again. You yeah. Well, quite rightly, she says it, and then. And
2: we. And we. <laughs>
1: and the audience at this point are applauding, as you as you would imagine. The Tories are applauding this. She's obviously can't wait to say the rest of it. She says, "And wait and wait And I'm thinking, where's she going to go next? Because she's already said, "We will deliver, we will deliver, and we will deliver." See so oh, that third bit? Uh, n- and yeah. you no. think that's the end? You think where's it going next? <laughs> we will deliver, we will deliver, and we will deliver. How could she? So she's got to wait. She's got to wait for the audience to, the Tories to calm down. Yeah. Now the applause is cut short. It only goes on for about 20 seconds. Ordinarily we're going for two or three minutes after a speech like that. But people are thinking, well, she's clearly going to say something next. She can't wait to say, what's it going to be? How do you follow up? We will deliver. We will deliver, and we will deliver. (laughs) and we will deliver oh <laughs> my goodness and that's the beauty of it some people wouldn't think to do that we will deliver some people just think we will deliver that'll do but not her we will deliver we will deliver and we will deliver Lull them into false sense of security and we will deliver. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so now what happens, Ellie? When my alarm goes off, yeah. I wake up. We will deliver. That wakes me up. Straight away, my eyes are open. The light is in. <laughs> we
0: will deliver.
1: That's when I'm up. I'm, I'm stretching now into yeah. the air. Uh, uh,
0: we will deliver.
1: I spring out of bed, Ellie. And of course, the first thing I do, ordinarily, of course, is to go to the toilet. Yeah. So as the applause is ringing in my ear, I'm running to the toilet, which is perfect because at that point she goes.
2: <laughs> and we, and we, and we, and so <laughs> I do.
1: And then I'm putting on my By the time I've got my clothes on, I've got the final. And we will
0: deliver.
1: Ringing in my ears, and I go, "Yes, we will deliver," and then I'm up. Okay.
0: I'm. I'm not how. uh, uh so oh. she
1: can't do it, she can't she's not to come no, on, Lily. You will deliver, we come will.
0: on. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about you being so excited and woken by Liz Truss every morning. Well it's a
1: shame you should say that, because we're gonna have that as our first <laughs> dance for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Last week on the David Eagle podcast, Ellie emitted the wind, erotic acrobatics. I do a bit of roofing. <laughs> how dare you? I want a panda Kruger and I want bamboo! <laughs> you're about as much use as a good fear. You. If you're not down with Mr. Mstoffley, and his crew. There'll be no rum-tum-tugger for you. I'd like to invite you to come and sniff my friend. What you don't realise, listeners, is I'm doing this bit with my penis out, and you should have heard what I was saying about Rishi Sunak. Please
0: welcome to the podcast, David
1: Eagle! Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's the David Eagle podcast. Almost there, that introduction from Ellie. <laughs> Oh, pretty inspiring but not as inspiring as Liz Truss but then again I know a lot of people will be hearing at the start there the words um, Ellie emitted the wind they'd be very excited about that and, and maybe some people are going oh god we'll have to go back and listen to that and I want to hear more about Ellie emitting wind on the podcast we have a wind emitting update Ellie do we? yes we'll come back to the fart thing very soon actually oh great but before we do that <laughs> we go back to the R's we talked about on last week's podcast we were thinking about Songs weren't we that had R ah yes. in them, and we had the idea of seeing if we could make my R's work over various songs. So the R ah that I do, ah. the start of every single gig, I've tried to. We put in something. We could only think of uh, two songs really. The first one we could think of was Chic La Freak. This is my attempt to make the R ah work okay. with with that. <laughs> Ah, (laughs) 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 There's that one we got Then the other one we thought of All right, also, I realise as well Because that one I had to reverse the R To get Ah. it to work, you see Ah, indeed So it kind of, when I reversed it and then folded it It kind of sounded a little bit like a siren, almost Ah! (laughs) <laughs> like a police siren if that's what the, the kind of siren the police did have I call that little uh, file let's be Avenue." Ah, you oh. and <laughs> the last <laughs> the last thing don't worry we'll get back to the fart soon listeners the last one is we had the immigrant song didn't we this is yeah. a very difficult one to do the ah it was very difficult because my R is, ah, oh, and it goes down very quickly. Yeah. I didn't want to go down too quickly. You've warned me about that before, haven't you, oh, any. Really? <laughs> and um, so it's very difficult. I don't know if it even works, this. Okay. Well, of course, the other two, the other one, worked absolutely brilliantly. But this one, I'm not so sure about because it's very difficult to do. But here we go. There you go. There <laughs> we are. Ah. There's me <laughs> Please, yes.
0: can that be your walk in music to our wedding? <laughs> when I
1: come down, so we come down there, once we've had Liz Truss. Which
0: we have. We will,
1: we will deliver, we will deliver, we will deliver. Who will we deliver? David <laughs> down the aisle <highlight> I come.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Then we just have to rewrite the verse to "I come from the land of Hartlepool." And
1: yes, I could do my own little song. Yeah. Anyway, my listeners are going. Come on. Back to the farts. Because I want to put your mind at ease, Ellie. Yeah. You're not the only person to fart. I mean, in recordings. No. And I think there have been moments where people have farted on recordings and just gotten away with it and no one's realised. And I discovered this last week. Okay. I was doing some work for the next David Eagle's Pick and Mix, the DJ set with no rules. And I was doing something with the fine young cannibals. Okay. And the song, you know, the...
0: She drives me crazy.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> I think there's a fart in the song.
0: Okay.
1: Now, you can't hear it in the actual real song, but you can hear it in the acapella. Okay. And I 100% promise you, I have not doctored this. This isn't like a joke. (laughs) It's the weirdest joke. Because firstly, why pick that song? Yeah. I'm saying this 100%. I haven't like just gone, oh, that'd be funny. We'll just pick a random song and I'll just put some farts over the top. I 100% have not done that. I want you to listen because I think you will hear this fart. Okay.
0: okay, I
2: will make it. On my own. Here we go. No one likes. Did you hear
0: it?
1: Did you hear it?
0: No one likes.
1: <laughs> it's there. Now, what I, we can do is, all I've done now, this is, honestly, this is not something that I've added. I mean, right. why would I? It would be a weird <laughs> joke to put in. If I was going to pretend there was a fart on something, I would have gone, and then, if you listen again to the uh, Liz Trust speech... We
0: will deliver, we will deliver, we will deliver. And we... And
1: we as well. That's she does a little we. Anyway. Yeah. So what I've done now is, I've just added a bit of compression so that when there's no singing, it'll bring the level up. <gasps> No one likes. So it's louder there. And he, in fairness, just continues. Now, I'm thinking, like, there's no... In the original, there's no, like, tuba that randomly just comes no. in there. I think that is clearly a fart. So there you go. Wow. You are not the only one, Ellie. Well, that's to, good to
0: know. Thanks, mate. To fart.
1: And, uh, well, actually, he has been... I think he does allude to the problem because um, in, in the song... And someone says, the producer says, why do you keep farting? And he, and he does respond, actually.
2: I can't stop. <laughs> he
1: just, he can't stop. He says, <laughs> I googled the fine young cannibals' uh, crazy fart. Yeah. And I googled the bits of the lyric to see if anybody else had found this. And nobody else has noticed it. But what it did do, Ellie, I found an article on the internet, which uh, I think we should read now, Ellie. So okay. I'm going to email this article to you. Yeah. I'm going to forward this to Ellie. Don't want to send this to the wrong person because that would be very odd. <laughs> I've emailed oh you an article, Ellie. This is an article that I discovered. So.
0: Oh. Sexually aroused by farts? You're not alone. This paper describes a person with aproctophilia, which is a term for someone who's sexually aroused by flatulence. Brad was asked about his first experiences of aproctophilia. He claimed that, compared to other proctophiles who had colourful first experiences, his experience was a bit more tame than most, which is disappointing in a way. <laughs> Brad first engaged in a proctophile act at around 16 or 17 years of age. He was with a male friend, and up to that point, he considered himself as heterosexual. This was until he heard his male friend fart in front of him. Brad recalled, It was rather appealing and sound, and I found myself fixating on it.
1: I love the way that he talks, because he really kind of describes it yeah. with quite flowery language. Uh, I mean, there might be someone listening to the podcast who has got this. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, if so. <laughs> Very aroused last week on the podcast And they'll be like Oh god I'm going to find More fine young cannibals A cappella songs <laughs>
0: At first, I didn't want to admit I was into his farting, but eventually I decided to experiment. I set up a bet at some point and intentionally lost with the wager being the right to fart in the loser's face for a week. I continued to lose such bets once every few weeks for about two years. I'm not sure how graphic of details you'd like, but I've had my face farted on by both men and women at point blank range. Now, this could be an issue because you can get Pink eye from that? Can you? Yeah, so it's when like poo particles go in your eyes and you can get an infection. It's quite dangerous.
1: So it's not all fun and games. <laughs> no. Who'd have thought? I like. Fun- <laughs> Who'd have thought? I am sort so peeling before oh. that point. Turns out there is a downside to it. Okay, and it's good to have the balance because I wouldn't want anyone thinking we're Do just.
0: Do I really have to?
1: <laughs> we're just promoting it.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I like the sound and the smell. The worse, the better. In terms of sound, I prefer a deep bubbling sound. In terms of smell, I like acrid sulphur. I prefer the fata to be clothed. I just prefer fabric for three reasons. Firstly,
1: I love the way you talk because it's so. Just matter it's so of fact. About it, for isn't? three reasons, which I should three outline reasons. now.
0: Firstly, the sound tends to be better with fabric, particularly jeans or nylons. Secondly, the smell lingers in cloth, whereas in the news, it's a relatively quick blast of smell. And third, I like the look of butt cheeks better when they're defined by fabric. Brad was specifically asked why he preferred sulfurous farts and he said that they tended to be the strongest and most disgusting. The more disgusting, the more I like it, as it heightens the sense of duality. The more disgusting That's
1: the so fart, It's really such an odd, like, eloquent turn of phrase. Like, well, there's such poetry.
0: This is a lovely final sentence, in ah, which case, David, I think you'll like it. The more disgusting the fart and the prettier the lady, the more of a schism it is between the societal oh, yes. expectation and the reality.
1: There you go. What did I tell you listeners?
0: We will deliver,
1: hey. we will deliver,
0: we will deliver. I don't I don't really know what to say. That wasn't
1: <laughs> a fart, by the way. If Brad's listening, that's just him to the chair oh. screaking.
0: Oh. Well. Don't know what to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think it speaks for itself uh,
0: Yeah, I think it does Can I delete that email now?
1: Yes I think it might be time now uh, Ellie, after that To go to Herbal Tea of the Week oh. <laughs> That's the kind of multifaceted podcast That we're dealing with We're back on location With Ooh. Herbal Tea of the Week And this week We are heading For a two-parter We are heading To Nottingham Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak in our exciting feature Herbal Tea of the Week Uh, well tea of the week on location we're in Nottingham at the
0: Biscuit and Brew Tea House
1: Biscuit Biscuit and Brew Tea House in Nottingham
0: this is a small little cafe that's probably the size of a terraced house front room there's six tables in total so they can maybe fit 20 people at the most I think and
1: the woman on the table next to us is now talking to the proprietor of the tea company, the tea house and it's a bit strange actually because she doing a full interview with him, presumably not for a podcast she's been talking to him for about 10 minutes and we've been waiting to record but we haven't been able to because she's very loudly talking to the proprietor of the tea company so we've now picked up some things that he is seeing and he set up a tea company because he was looking for an alternative to alcohol he used to be a big drinker but then he thought I need to diversify into something else what can I use as an alternative and tea was the answer
0: as it often is that's,
1: that's the reason I've done it because I, of course, was a massive alcoholic. you thought it was just a light-hearted feature everybody some people say why do you do a feature about herbal tea david you know so some people think it's a little bit twee they don't realize how much it means to me if i don't do it then we ditch herbal tea of the week then i will go back to my rampant drunken ways again he also is saying that he used to be a musician and he was saying that when he drinks a certain tea flavors of tea remind him of music it associates him with music saying, so oh that reminds me of this song so some of the teas are named after songs or are, are artists i think yeah. I you see any examples no, of those got, um,
0: strawberry fields forever which okay. is a fruit infusion zested strawberries blended to the music of the beatles song strawberry fields forever
1: so it's got apple roses yeah, the in. Fact that he's it seem blended to it, so <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So I think they put them in the background. Put the music on, <laughs> Yeah, so there's one, um, that is a uh, green tea called Lull, which is a blueberry, almond, cinnamon, purple tea blended to the taste of Lull by Arthur Dove. I think he might be Arthur Dove because I think the company that makes these is Arthur. Oh, right, um, so he's, now, he's on the old, music. The whole Redbush selection is named after sweet things so there's plum tart, there's French toast, rhubarb and custard, carrot cake, Jaffa cake, sober,
1: which is sober, very fitting.
0: S-O-B-R-E blended to the song of the same name and then there's a Battenberg and then the black tea we've got Biscuit Brew which is like a chocolate digestive blend Ooh. Black Forest Banana Fudge Salted Caramel Caramel Apple Betty Cherry Bakewell Mango Chai and Moonbeam
1: Do I point? Or do I just do like a just do a, random a random thing and just move my finger and yes, just point so somewhere on the menu okay. Here we go I'm going to point at something random let's see what it lands on
0: That was Found on the Hunt so that is Sweet Smoky and Chilli Bonfire Blend so it's Apple beetles, rose Rosehip beetroot, aniseed, licorice, snapsang shong, red peppercorn, safflower, safflower, sunflower, chilli, natural flavouring. So it's low caffeine, that one. Okay. So I was thinking of carrot cake, which is red bush, carrot cinnamon, lemon peel, mallow flowers and flavouring. Or there's watermelon sugar which is blended to the music of Harry Styles from One Direction. Oh no.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. What? Uh, it's some sort of joke.
0: <laughs> well, should we do the sober? Red bush and Chinese jasmine green tea, peppermint, eucalyptus, strawberry mallow flowers, blue corn flowers and natural flavouring. That'll be quite refreshing, I think. Okay then, let's go for that. Okay.
1: We should have just put the microphone in their direction because she has done a full interview about his life story, and I feel too self-conscious to say we're recording a podcast. We have an interview with you. I'll zoom in now, listeners, and you can have a little bit of their conversation. Here we go. Radio? Anyone? You've
2: got to be
0: Central News.
1: She's now trying to, get him to do, talk to him about PR opportunities. You need to get yourself in the press, mate. But little does she know that she is in the press, she is in the media. The David Eagle podcast.
0: Five-star ratings.
1: Exactly. We've
0: not dropped any stars, we've still no. five stars. We've
1: had a few more uh, five-star ratings since we stopped doing the podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of people happy now the irony is we can't (laughs) Ellie's spent the last few minutes trying to catch someone's attention but because the proprietor of the tea company is too engaged in conversation we're not able to order anything at the moment wouldn't it be odd if we actually discover that she is doing a podcast herself and then we find out about it and all the way through it's just got us in the background going how long have they been talking for they've been talking for 25 minutes but the weird thing is she's with another two people this woman they've not said a single word she is doing 80% of talking
2: the,
1: oh, the interview's done. He's gone for a lie down now.
2: Herbal tea of the week.
1: I feel like Brad, he's more poetic when he's describing farts than we are sometimes <laughs> when describing, her, describing herbal tea. We're going to have to really up our game. I don't think we want to be using, hopefully, words like sulfurous and that kind You'd of thing. You'd hope
0: not. <laughs> We've got a drink here.
1: Yeah, exactly. But we'll find out as we return to herbal tea of the week very soon. So I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that I was about to do a Christian festival. Oh, yeah. I was about to do Greenbelt. I didn't know how it was going to go down. I, was, I mean, there was a part of me going, how Christian is this festival going to be? And I was a little bit concerned because I was doing the comedy first on Saturday night And then I had to come back on the Monday with the uns to do a workshop and a gig So I thought if I really upset the Christians on the Saturday That could jeopardise the entire thing on the Monday Imagine getting booed off on the Saturday And then <laughs> coming back on the Monday and just getting run out of town I'm pleased to report that that didn't happen It was a lovely gig Never has Killing My Dog for Satan gone down so well <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I mean I thought I might go down like a fart in a crowded lift I mean to most people that's a bad thing to Brad he's like oh yes <laughs> well firstly it was a bit strange so the woman who uh, guided me onto the stage so yeah. sometimes I get guided on and sometimes I just walk onto the stage on my own volition she said oh it's quite a big stage so I'll guide you on because there might be quite a few things around so the MC, you, go, you know, says please welcome to the stage David Eagle well we know what happens oh! Oh! so she guides me onto the stage now I'm ready to go straight in I've done my R I've gone oh I'm ready to go but she's walking me really slowly to the stage the applause ends and I'm ready to start I'm positioned at the microphone and I start talking but she's talking in my ear she's going you've got your accordion mic here
2: <laughs> and
1: then there's another mic for the accordion on this yeah, side and yeah. And I'm, like, trying to say this up uh, to the audience. I'm like, that. the gig doesn't normally start like this and, and trying to make a couple of jokes, but not be rude to her yeah. as well. And then the best bit is I've managed to make, I think, a couple of little jokes to the audience, and it's gone down really well. But she still stood there going, so, yeah, you've got your accordion right there, and I've said something, <laughs> you've got the accordion right there. And then, bearing in mind I've been talking into the microphone for 10 seconds, she then <laughs> taps the microphone that I've been talking into goes and goes, just... And that's your mic for your voice. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, we am <I'm> using <laughs> my voice into it. At the uh, uh,
1: well, I've been talking into it for ten seconds. Well, thank you very much. And then I had this really odd thing, and I felt a bit bad because then because the audience couldn't really hear what she was saying. Sounds like, oh, you can flirt with me afterwards. And then I felt <laughs> a little bit bad because I thought, oh, it's maybe slightly might be taken as slightly sexist that you know a woman's guiding me on the stage. She's trying to help me. And she's taking hold of my hand, and then mm-hmm. I've made a joke of like, you can flirt with me afterwards, love. But just in <laughs> see the see me in the green room. But just in the Moment, I was like, well, I've got to try and keep the thing moving because yeah, otherwise yeah. it's just ten seconds of someone going, that's that mic there, that's that mic, that's your vocal mic there, man.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
1: love that, though. I've been talking into it for ten seconds. It's like, oh, I wonder what was going on. I thought yeah, my voice was a bit a louder than people. usual. But it was a wonderful gig. So, also on at the festival, hmm. I thought I was potentially going to be controversial with my stuff, but uh, I wasn't too worried because I thought it's quite a liberal Christian festival because they did have Richard Dawkins speaking <laughs> at the festival. So although if they can if you can deal with Richard Dawkins, they can surely deal with me. So anyway, here are a few little clips from Greenbelt Christian Festival. And we'll start with uh, the clips from my comedy gig, and then we'll have a little clip from the Youngins' gig at the end. So I uh, mentioned that I was blind at the start of the gig. Oh, still am, by the way. <laughs> don't worry, I will keep you updated if anything changes. So. <laughs> well, you never know, at a Christian festival, maybe a miraculous cure. I don't know, but, uh, Hey, Hey. I mean, that does happen to me quite a lot. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, taking a walk in the park and uh, this person came up to me and said, oh, I'm going to uh, cue you, I'm going to try and cue you from your blinds. In fairness, he did say try, and he did say it's through God, so he, he sort of abdicated responsibility for it there, you know. <laughs> and he put his hands uh, on, on my eye and, uh, to be honest, I was absolutely livid, mainly because it was, uh, this was the day before going up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I'd written an hour about blindness. The last thing I need is a miraculous cure. thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, you know, I hastily rewriting an hour's worth of set on the on the thing, you know, it'd be absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, uh, they don't think these things through, do they, before they just sort of go around curing willy-nilly. Unbelievable. He <laughs> said there was nothing he could do about me, were But anyway... Um, <laughs> Bum-bum as well. That's another one. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm just just being heckled in drum telegraphy there. Bum-bum, thank you very much. Anyway, it's a very very nice joke. I don't quite understand it myself, but we'll work on it. We'll we'll workshop that. There's a transcript available afterwards, if this is going a bit too fast for you. Uh, Just like, on Sunday, I'm on the stage again. I'm doing it all in ancient Hebrew. Uh, Anyway, when I am actually back here doing this festival, genuinely, I'm here on Monday. I'm a folk singer. Yeah, that's good to see my six fans are in tonight. Excellent. (laughs) So we are doing, uh, we're doing a concert at four and then we're doing a harmony workshop at 12 on the Monday. Although apparently we are competing against something called beer and hymns. (laughs) Yeah. Which sounds absolutely brilliant. It does sound very laddie, though, doesn't it? What is it like? Is it kind of like, uh, is it like, give me joy in my heart, keep me frozen, I, I, give me joy in my heart, I say, I say, give me joy in my heart, keep me frozen, I oh, love you, mate. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> You're like... um, so if you want to come and do our workshop, it's a three part harmony version of Killing My Dog for Satan. Um, <laughs> but, um, we're on at 12 o'clock, as I say, and we'll be on to uh, repair the damage after Richard Dawkins. Um, <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> the Lord of the Dance. Well, oh, so that, that could be the anthem. We'll do that one. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. It's hard to dance with the devil on your back. Uh, what a wonderful line. I mean, Jesus was asking for it in fairness. He did say, get behind me, Satan. Well, anyway, let You know <laughs> Have you got any um uh, stand-up comedy shows coming up in the area, David? Well I'm op- I'm opening a kennels uh, tomorrow. Um <laughs> What is your favourite hymn by the way, Michael? Oh I love a bit of thine be the glory. Oh, oh yes. I like that I like Shine Jesus Shine I love that one because it's got that it's got that shine on me. such a lovely shine on me. I love the calls. Anyway, I mean... Yeah, if you want to come to our new workshop, the young and scat hymns... Oh, I don't know, I tend to watch the more sad and softer ones, of course. Oh, really? I love This Is My
2: Body, you old Catholic pastor, This Is My Body. What's that one? This is? Oh, yes! Oh, it's
1: beautiful. Isn't it born to thee? Is that one? No, I mean weirdly, we always do this as an old call. This is the best it's ever gone down. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> So there must have been like a thousand people at this gig. Yeah. And there might have been more at the uh, Youngin's one. It might actually say, it sounds quiet at the Youngin's gig, but that's because we were on an outdoor stage, and so the crowd were further away, mm. whereas mine was in like a marquee bit. So there must have been a thousand people or something. I don't know how many. But uh, a wonderful festival. So at this point, I was, I was feeling very good after the uh, Greenbelt gig, but then something did happen to bring me down to earth. Ooh. Basically, a review came out. I don't know if you've seen this review. You. I Ah, oh, well, there was a review for a gig that I did in Spalding and it made it into the Spalding Guardian. It's very oddly written. We'll come to that. But I got some very odd reviews at the Fringe. One woman came up to me and uh, she said, um, that was very uh, rousing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she walked off. And then I just done a gig at the fringe and then I walked into the toilet and just as I got my pings out <laughs> I heard the and I was standing in the middle between two people who were obviously having a conversation, must have known each other, obviously having a conversation. And generally I heard him go, I thought the blind guy had a couple of decent jokes. So they're obviously reviewing the game. Now I assumed uh, it was a joke, and they'd seen me, and they went, "Oh yeah, well we'll just say." I thought the b-. <laughs> so I said, "Oh yeah, it's very good, very good," and they genuinely—it came clear that they didn't know I was there because I, oh bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, a couple of decent jokes, eh? i have to get that on a poster. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they didn't even try and, like, backtrack or anything. Oh, yeah, we knew you were there. <laughs> Just a little joke. <laughs> Let me send you, Ellie, this little review from the Spalding Guardian. She has a way, this journalist, of writing in a way that I don't think she's trying to be negative. I think she's actually <laughs> making a positive comment but it comes across as negative. The headline is, Spalding Comedy Event Left My Face Aching With Laughter. When you read the bit that she's written about me, I don't think I was the one making a face (laughs) ache. (laughs) Certainly not with laughter anyway. So the first bit that caught my eye was that she mentions the MC. There was the councillor was there as well.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, I said, what party are you part of? And there was a pause and no one said anything. There was silence. And you know at that moment, it's Tory. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the weird thing this has happened to gigs before where there's a councillor and I or someone else has said and so what party is it if it's Labour they'll just say Labour If it, or Independent or whatever but if it's Tory there's always silence and they and they don't want to say it and you sort of think that, isn't that weird because if they feel thinking... they've got nothing to hide then yeah, you yeah. just say to, oh, Tory mate Tory and you'd be proud of it so I say what party and there was a big pause and then eventually someone went he's a Tory <laughs> and so I put the microphone back and said well that's the end of the gig and I walked off and I left it for a good 10 seconds Mm-hmm. That got a very good response. I know, I know. I shouldn't be too harsh on the Tories. I want to say, in my defence, this was before I heard Liz Truss's speech. So <laughs> I didn't know. I'm a convert it's been one now. One round. Exactly. Me and Joel it. <laughs> <laughs> So, the MC does his usual thing of going on and chatting to the audience. I love the way that she describes this MC. I don't yeah. think she's trying to be negative about him, but it comes across very negative. So,
0: she says, the show got off to a toe-curlingly embarrassing start when MC Paul Revel wasted no time in acquainting himself with the audience, including yours truly. Now, for,
1: oh, the, the second thing is, say yours truly. anyone who says yours truly, bear in mind she's writing, a, she's doing a comedy review, yeah. and she says yours truly instantly. We can just discount anything that she says. It gets off to a tall, curlingly embarrassing start. What she means is because it's chatting to audience members.
0: And including her. Yeah, so so,
1: it was a bit embarrassing. She talked to me. But she doesn't quite explain
0: that well enough. No. So the first act to take the stage was David Eagle. Opting to open with a song about killing dogs played on the accordion, David set the tone for his set straight away.
1: I mean, I don't know if I did, because I I didn't talk about killing dogs for the rest of the set. But fair enough. A
0: lot of awkward laughter followed. Yeah! blind comedian proceeded to <laughs> joke
1: so, uh, really just, <laughs> awkward laughter I mean I think and I'm not just trying to put rose-tinted uh, goggles uh, spect- whatever they have doesn't really matter More will be <laughs> see anyway um, whether they <laughs> goggles or spectacles I don't know I genuinely think what she says because what she says is she says awkward laughter as he jokes about his blindness
0: his disability and religion to S- many
1: guffaws yeah she's okay she should just say guffaws but the line awkward laughter she, I think she means that we're maybe Maybe They are laughing. a
0: bit awkward about laughing yeah. about disability. They're
1: laughing at certain things that people might feel awkward about laughing about. But she doesn't say it like that. She says awkward laughter. Awkward laughter means people are laughing, but they don't really want to laugh.
0: Yeah.
1: If you do awkward laughter, it means right. you don't really find it funny. Uh. If someone said, oh, how was the gig, mate? Well, let's just say there was a lot of awkward laughter, <laughs> and it was a talk embarrassing start. Sounds absolutely yeah. brilliant. So at least she does say guffaws. And I almost think the two things in one sentence, they contradict they each other. Awkward laughter and yeah. guffaw. It could be a cat or a rat or a bat or a frog or a hog or a monkey. It might have a penis as bulbous and fat or a long one or a short one or chunky. An eagle, a weasel, a snake or a shark with a member that's slender or glows in the dark. It might have a willy that looks rather silly or bent and shipping and wonky. If we were on the radio, this feature might get a sacked. But now it's time for Ellie Skinner's Weekly Animal Penis Fact. So you've been interviewing one of your workmates because... Yes,
0: they have a PhD in philosophy. I believe it's philosophy of sex.
1: Okay as part of that picked up a thing or two about animal genitals in particular <laughs> this little fact it's a monkey penis related fact that they have for us let's head to this little recording that you did earlier Ellie. yeah
2: now it's time for ellie skinner's weekly animal penis fact <laughs> so there was a victorian scientist um in a loose sense <laughs> who was absolutely convinced that men could feel rejuvenated and younger <laughs> and have more vitality. Presumably he meant something very specific by that, but the implication that it was general vitality. If they had monkey testicles or the testicles of some creature younger than themselves sewn into their bollocks, sewn into their scrotum. So they've
0: got a double testes situation going on.
2: Right, yeah. A hybrid Dr. Moreau. Yeah. So wow. he was so convinced of this. I don't think he had any volunteers for this, but he was what so convinced of this. He tested it on, I think he'd been putting like rat testicles into like goats or something i can't remember but like he was so convinced that this had worked on animals that he did it on himself with (laughs) monkey testicles but i don't think he did it on any patients but there was a guy who was so inspired by what he'd done and thought this is a great idea i'm convinced it worked really well he was like i'm just gonna start offering this service to other people (laughs) apparently dozens of people had this <laughs> operation <laughs> where he'd put monkey testicles send them into their scrotums and I think the idea was that they just attached themselves, you didn't need to do any complicated stuff, you just stitch them in there and they'll, yeah. they'll work themselves in somehow <laughs> um, he apparently had a lot of positive reviews um, I am willing to bet that 99% of these were completely forged <laughs> but, um, he got sued a lot, um, yes. <laughs> which I I think it's very Weirdly. surprising Got sued a lot But my favourite fact About this whole thing Is that he was banned From practising in the UK Not because they were like This is clearly nonsense Won't work It is dangerous But they were like it's a bit cruel to animals, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. <That's> true. <laughs> so that's the uh, monkey testicle fact. Yes, Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very
1: welcome. Ellie Skinner's weekly animal penis fact. <laughs> Wonderful work, Eddie. <laughs> With quality content like that, they'll have you in the Spalding Guardian any day. Oh, we can only dream. <laughs> exactly. Put your hand in my big box. Pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. And then we press play, we'll hear what we get It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette This is Cassette Roulette, the feature where Ellie puts her hand in my box full of cassettes and whatever That's the cassette she's chosen And whatever is on the cassette, because I recorded all sorts of tapes from the radio of myself when I was a child up until my late teens, maybe even beyond. And whatever is on that tape, we will play in our feature cassette roulette. And this week, Ellie, Mm. we're going far back in time. Oh, good. Well, we're going back to 1993. Oh. And it's not the radio, it's me. Oh, I love these My eight-year-old self. In fact, (laughs) I know that we are about to hear from my seven-year-old self. (gasps) And I know this because the majority of this tip is my 8th birthday party. Ah! Which has been recorded. We, I think we had like a karaoke machine, and we're obviously just shouting things on the microphone. Before that, I know we got a little clip from my seven-year-old self, and I'm a bit annoyed that I taped over this tape with oh. my eighth birthday party because this recording from me at seven is quite interesting. But unfortunately, it only there's only a few seconds of it. But here we go. So this is being my seven-year-old self, um, and then I unfortunately press record and tape over whatever that is okay. with my eighth birthday party. But here we go. Welcome, David Eagle. And I tape this program so you can have a tape of it. Let me tell you, welcome to this program and I hope you have a nice time listening to it. Well, I do different programmes, today I decided... (gasps) And unfortunately...
0: We'll never know what today you decided. I decided.
1: I do lots of programmes, I say. And today I have decided... Oh, you're so adorable. (laughs) I'm sure my eight-year-old self would be very proud to know that 30 years in the future I will be doing a programme talking (laughs) about farts, people being sexually aroused by farts and animal penis (laughs) facts... We uh, just wanted about the herbal tea, I think. Yeah. you think that's a little bit too twee. Yeah. But now we I head like in... I like
0: how you, you're just introducing yourself with your full name all the time, because you're a <laughs> professional. David yeah. E. Wouldn't it be
1: brilliant if we heard the programme? So anyway, let's start the programme. Oh!
0: Ah!
1: <laughs> I wonder when the first example of that is. Anyway, here is clip number two as we enter my eighth birthday party. This is Oh, and I think this time, as we sing along, the "True and you can hear a real beginnings of how I might have gone into harmony singing oh. here. This is the real- I don't don't think that's me. That's not (laughs) me doing that. I don't know who that is. But I love that. I think we can have these as, like, just general clips. Yeah. I mean, I thought we will deliver, we will deliver. That's obviously going to be one to get us motivated. But if I'm ever feeling a bit, like, in a slump.
0: All right, we're going to rock and roll. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going
1: to rock and roll. Bear in mind, everyone's. That boy's just shouted, right, we're going to rock and roll. Yeah. So he's very excited. I seem to take it upon myself at the party, too, uh, just to tell everyone to be quiet, essentially.
0: <laughs> That's what you say to me for a lot of the podcasts. Just be quiet, Ellie. I'll cut that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They'll never get that monologue about the goat. <laughs> uh, it's
0: disappointing because it was great.
1: Quiet! Quiet! <laughs> <laughs> Right, you right. Speak now. <laughs> so now I give them permission to speak.
0: It is just like this.
1: <laughs> but I can remove their permission. Did you put
0: your hand on their shoulder so that they knew?
1: Oh yeah, maybe I was, like I do with you. Yeah.
0: Quiet!
1: goes finish just. Help now. Okay, that's a was <laughs> that little Liam? My brother Liam was uh, trying to tell a joke, and I just went, Alright, Liam, come <laughs> on, that, that's, <theater> that's lots. That's <laughs> enough. Liam Eagles finished his meaning, okay, Liam, that's, that's
2: <speaks> lots.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that I said Liam Eagles finished his words. I said Liam Eagle, That's it, so Liam Eagles finished his words. him
2: <working SINGING inhale>
0: If Liam does a little speech at our wedding, can you go, uh, Liam Eagles finished his words?
1: <laughs> Alright, Liam, that's lots.
2: my life! Quiet! I'm the boss of this place now. Time to do my kick! IT IS TIME TO DO MY KING! CAN WE BRING IT IN THE room NOW? (laughs) (laughs) IT'S MY... IT'S MY 8TH BIRTHDAY AND
1: I'M JUST BOSSING EVERYONE AROUND! IT'S
2: TIME TO DO MY KING! IT IS TIME TO DO MY KING! CAN WE BRING IT IN THE room NOW? IT IS TIME! Happy birthday! <laughs> Get in this house! Happy
0: birthday! <laughs> not yet! <laughs> is that yet. your mum or someone? <laughs> 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 it is time to sing happy birthday!
2: <laughs>
1: One lone voice, happy huh? birthday, not yet!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like as well that... Um, Yeah, there's definitely a drop in voice. (laughs) I don't know if it's because you're doing an authoritarian.
1: (laughs) By the way, the 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 echo is makes it sound more austere as well. But that's just from the microphone karaoke machine automatically put reverb on it.
2: Get in this house now. Get in the house. We're doing the birthday cake.
1: And then after we've done the birthday cake and we've sung on my birthday, there's a little bit of karaoke that, uh, that we have on the nights. This is my uh, mum and my auntie singing. Okay. And, well, is auntie singing.
2: Come on and it all out. wag it all out, honey. Work it all out, honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> you know, know you look, look so good. good. You know you look so good.
1: You know you've got going now.
2: <laughs> you know you twist so fine. on Come on, come on, feel closer now, <laughs> and let me know that you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> come, on, come on, come on, come on, baby, baby now. There's too many, come on, come on, on and let get it all out. Ah. ah, ah.
1: So there you go. Aww. Some clips from my eight-year-old self.
2: <laughs> Quiet! I'm the boss of this place.
1: <laughs> it's time for Herbal Tea, tea of, of the, the week. week, part two, as we head back to Nottingham. Herbal Tea of the Week. Now, Ellie, I can already smell one of the teas there when she was putting it down. First tea, Hound on the Hunt.
0: Sweet, smoky, and chilli bonfire blend. Apple pieces, rose hip, beetroot, aniseed, licorice, lapsang, souchong, and black tea. Red peppercorn, safflower, sunflower, chilli, and natural flavouring. And it also says that this one does have caffeine, but it's low caffeine. So, okay. Because this one's mostly fruity, I don't think we need to put the oat milk in that one. I think okay. we should do that in the other two instead.
1: We've now got the waitresses. Um, Ashley. Goodness knows what she uh, must be thinking, because not only have I got a microphone, you're taking pictures of the menu. We've got somebody, with the, the, the woman next to us has said, oh yes, I'm going to put a positive review on TripAdvisor about this, I'll make sure to mention your name. She's probably thinking, what's going on today? There's just like people with microphones, cameras, asking questions. So, we need to start with the smell. Now... This is an absolutely delightful smell. This is the uh, hand of the hunt. There is a definite smokiness, Alain.
0: Yeah. I like I mean, it. It's not too berry-ish, either. No,
1: and well, that's not, the kind of thing.
0: overwhelming smokiness. If
1: you've had a lapse on Souchon before, you'll know that that is very smoky, woody tea. Yeah. This, it's got the smokiness but it's got a little hint of that berryness about it, the berries coming through, and maybe even quite a bit of a sweetness as well, I think. Do you get that? And I think there's something so interesting about the contrast between the smokiness and the sweetness. You don't normally get sweet and smoky together. OK, this might be foolhardy. It might be going in too strong too soon. After three, Mark's out of ten on smell. One, two, three, ten. Oh. Ooh! I'm giving it full marks. Ellie is only going for eight. What's going on,
0: Ellie? Well, oh, I
1: do really like it. I just maybe didn't want to go too, too strong too soon. Well, yeah, you know me, Ellie. Too strong too soon. Oh, I've read your feedback form, Ellie. <laughs> Always do a feedback form afterwards, everybody. Uh, right, I'm lifting the cup to my mouth. It's time to taste it. alcohol Oh. There is a real kick at the back of the throat, which I was not expecting, but I'm getting the sweetness, I'm getting the smokiness. I like it a lot. And it's got enough
0: sweetness, you don't need to have a sugar in it, I think. The sugar would. And I think you're right on the oat milk
1: as well, you don't need to have it's just no. lovely. I like it a lot. It's difficult to know what I feel about the firiness. I really like it, but it's a very odd, unexpected <laughs> feeling at the back of the throat. We've Again, I've the read theory. your feedback for me. We are
0: going to. Um,
1: OK, I know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Do you know what you're going to say? I think I do. One, two, three, <laughs> seven. Eight. Oh, I wasn't sure. I was going to give it an eight. Yeah. But there's that feeling in the back of the throat, that fieriness, and oh, it's so sort of harsh because I really, really like the tea.
0: Well, I think what we've done with chili blends before is we have put the milk in, and that's just oh, okay. back the chili slightly. So because it's got the apple and, and all the fruit, I don't yeah. Think we could, do you want to try a little bit with the? We've marked it out, so we've marked. Ah, oh, well, but,
1: that's the problem.
0: But do you want to see what it would have been like? With okay,
1: let's bit? try it with a little bit of oat milk then. Because you
0: know the others are.
1: Yeah, if we're going to add the oat milk. Let's add it. You've just heard someone say hospice. Just wanted to verify they were talking about someone who they know who works at a hospice. I didn't want that to cut through. I think that someone was reviewing the tea and describing it as hospice. So I just wanted to mention that. Okay, we're trying it with oat milk. All right. Oh, that really um, sweetens it up, which I think it tempers that aggressiveness from the back of the throat as well. But I mean, that's a good score.
0: I think that would also be, with the milk, I think that'd be quite an acquired taste for people. And they might be a bit reluctant because of the brightness. I've taken a photo of what it looks like with the milk in. It does look like a bright, hot strawberry milkshake.
1: I like it, though. It's got an 18 for smell. It's got a 15 for taste, which gives it a tea total of...
0: 33.
1: 33 out of a possible 40. Pretty good score. Strong starts. It's time to see whether tea number two can trump that. Tea
0: number two is carrot cake. Warming and softly sweet, not just for Easter treat.
1: Ooh, a little rhyming couplet there, but we're not viewing on description this time. With
0: Red bush, carrot, cinnamon, lemon peel, mallow flowers and flavouring. This is
1: without oat milk so far. Uh, This
0: has got a lovely orange colour to it. We
1: start... With the smell oh this is much sweeter smelling as you would expect i suppose from carrot cake it smells and i'm not a fan of fruity teas and that smells like a fruity tea. What's your vote
0: for
1: smell? One, two, three, six. Oh, oh, it doesn't get anywhere near as high for the, It's just that the smell promises a taste that I'm not sure I would like as much. And it's that fruitiness, the cinnamon, the lemoniness coming out. It does smell like a carrot cake, though, in fairness. And yeah. I do like carrot cake, yeah. but I'd rather eat a carrot cake than drink a carrot cake tea, I think. Let's move on to the drinking. Yes, it is very fruity. And this, I think, is where it massively diverges from the carrot cake. What yeah, do you it's think it's about totally that?
0: I don't necessarily taste quite like a carrot cake.
1: Okay, well, we're gonna add some oat milk, are we?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Again, the oat milk sweetens it out a lot. Oh
0: yeah. That's very different, isn't
1: it? And all of a sudden, mm. I'm getting carrot cake.
0: Yeah.
1: It is more like a carrot cake. Oh, that's pretty nice. Because it's moved away from fruitiness now. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm going.
0: Yeah. Do you know where you're going? I think
1: I do. Okay then Addie, here we go. Yeah. One, two, three, six.
2: Seven.
1: Oh, yet again. A six and a seven. Makes thirteen on both counts. Uh, double that. Twenty six for a T total, so can sober knock off Hound of the Hunt. It's sober at the moment. Very soon though. It will be drunk.
0: Breathy eucalyptus with soft, Breathy st-
1: eucalyptus. Yeah, with
0: soft strawberries, blended to sober, attracted by Arthur Dove. Red bush and Chinese jasmine green tea, peppermint eucalyptus, freeze-dried strawberry, mallow flowers, blue corn flowers, and natural flavouring.
1: This is inspired by music. Yeah. Arthur Dove. So you think, think that's the be proprietor? Yeah, I think so. No, I'm certainly not aware of the artist Arthur Dove, and also it does seem quite odd that he's used his own, he's used his tea company to promote his own music a track inspired by Arthur Dove so but he inspired. if he is Arthur Dove he's just a track inspired by himself it was quite odd
0: the Dove Tea Company who blend all these teas. On the music section of the website there's some singles so we could play a little bit. We will
1: play in the background we'll play a little bit of Arthur Dove. And there's
0: also a Hound on the Hunt track. Oh. So we didn't know about that.
1: OK. Well so we have a little bit of a hound we'll play a bit, a bit of the Hound on the Hunt listeners. So we'll play that. Now unfortunately we can't really comment on it at the moment because we're playing it in for you but we're not hearing it at the moment. So but I'm sure that gives you an extra insight you're probably gone, David, we've heard Hand of the Hunt. We could have immediately told you what the tea was going to be like. If you're alive and Hound on the hunt there. Let's have a little listen to Sober, which is the tea that we're drinking. So I imagine many of you now... Hearing that music that we can't hear, but you're hearing it, and you're immediately, your taste buds are going, I know exactly what you're about to receive, David, because it, the music conveys it perfectly. Well, let's see if you're right, listeners. For a
0: smell.
1: Ooh. So this is interesting. This is interesting. This is very
0: citrusy. Yeah, because I don't think I've had a, a strawberry
1: and eucalyptus no. smell. Oh, yeah. I think it's a mix of the strawberry and the eucalyptus that turns it into a sort of citrusy smell. Mm, it's quite oh. refreshing, isn't it? Of course, in the past, oh, that eucalyptus tea, the Breathe Easy from Birdhouse right, scored favorite, very well indeed. And
0: there's the peppermint as well. Yeah. So it's quite refreshing smelling.
1: Wonderful. Okay. And I think I know what
0: I'm going
1: for. I know what I'm going for as well. Okay, one, two, three, nine. Oh, so 17 on smell. I really like that. Okay, it's time to taste. Oh, my goodness. That's
0: not what I thought really. no, it was. not
1: what I thought. It's more floral, maybe.
0: Yeah. I think it's because of the green tea in it. I wouldn't
1: have thought this would need oat milk particularly, but... No, I think probably not. I don't think I'd
0: want to mark it on
1: oat milk. No. Oh, that bitterness Mm. with the floralness, the eucalyptus coming through. I really like that. It's letting my my throat a little bit raspy, almost. It's nice. Okay, it's time to rate it. Are you ready, Ellie? Yeah. One, two, three, six... Okay, well, we know what the winner is, but let's add up all of the scores then, Ellie.
0: Okay, so the sober, the most recent 31, carrot cake, tea total of 26, but the runaway success with a a T-total of 33 out of 40 is Hound on the Hunt.
1: Yes, and to celebrate, let's have a little bit of Arthur Dove, Hound on the Hunt. Ah-oh, 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 ah-oh. You're alive and well We're never ever getting to the bottom of it If you're alive and well Then all the other things that we Okay, so I've deliberately not let Ellie hear herbal tea of the week bit there. Mm. Because, if you remember, Ellie, the teas that we were drinking were inspired by the proprietor, who is also a musician called oh, yeah. Arthur Dove. Yeah. Now, you've not heard any of Arthur Dove's music yet, have no. you? No. So bearing in mind, this is the first... I was going to get Ellie's reaction to this. The first reaction to Arthur Dove's music. Bear in mind, this is meant to have inspired the tea that we were drinking, Hound on the Hunt. And this is his song. Hound on the hunt. What?
2: I mean
1: <laughs> suddenly <laughs> twisting a shout doesn't sound that bad. Um, in fairness it does get better. Okay. It's just that little bit there, we but it's a, We're choking up the miles. A hand for holding unrequited. Yes, it does do a proper song, but it's just the. It just sounds like. It sounds called Hound on the Hunt. (laughs) anyway so that's arthur dove Mm. do you want to check him out i think we need to be careful we can't i'd be too disparaging about him bearing in mind he he got into music and tea because he was having a bit of a problem with drink um (laughs) i don't want him to suddenly turn into it again (laughs) (laughs) I i was i was doing really well and i had the david eagle podcast Recently, I was asked to do a theme tune for a podcast. Yeah. Let me play this and we'll promote the podcast. It's a podcast called Historical Hot or Not, which is run by two comedians. Each week, they look at a historical figure and they decide, despite what they may have done in their lives, would you have sex with that historical figure or not? (laughs) So that was the kind of remit that I was given as like, Well, that's what you have to try and put into a theme. So I created a little theme, which I shall play now, but it got me thinking, maybe maybe this is how we make our money Ali mm-hmm. because on our young show during lockdown we had the mercenary minutes didn't you did, we yeah. where I would do a little jingle or advert for someone and I thought maybe we could bring it back for the David Eagle podcast Okay. so if anyone wants a jingle an advert it could be a, a birthday greeting it could be for a bar mitzvah it could be a, a tailor made first dance for a wedding
0: maybe not a funeral
1: first dance for a funeral <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe it could be as the coffin Sent through. Being the sent curtains. through. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I, you know, I'd need to rehearse. Um, <laughs> this'll inspire people, I'm sure. So, what do we do? 50 quid? Yeah. I've created this little jingle. So, I think this will inspire people if you want your own little jingle created. But this is the jingle for the podcast, Historical Hot or Not. They might be a Viking or a Saxon or a Roman, but tell me, do you like them? Would you sex them? Would you bone them? Would you go to bed with King Ethelred? Would you bunk William the Conqueror up in the sheets with Samuel Pepys? Mussolini was a meanie, led a fascist insurrection. But does he make you creamy? Does he give you an erection? Would you pork Richard the Duke of York? Does a boner start when you think of Bonaparte? Are you sexually aroused at the thought of Paul Pot? Historical.
0: I don't think I'd be able to go on that podcast because there might be issues. There will be your
1: ancestors, yeah. as we've established. Ellie, yeah. what was the one that you it was, established? It was
0: Henry VIII. No, 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 there is was a not... one, oh,
1: recently. Jane Seymour.
0: Oh, yeah, so Henry VIII's third wife was Jane Seymour. Her sister, Elizabeth, is my 15th great-grandmother.
1: Yeah, so. and I you thought you'd be with David C. Less. Oh! oh. <laughs> so if you want anything advertised, it could be a birthday message, it could be anything. You can get in touch with us on social media or you can email our new podcast. Email address, the David Eagle Podcast at gmail.com. Because I did used to do a lot of jingles for various community radio stations when I left university. People now and again would ask me, would commission me to do various jingles. And so I have a couple of these that I managed to find. For some reason, I would always go very posh a lot of the time <laughs> when I did a jingle. There's this one, which I did for a community radio station in Lincoln called Siren FM. As I say, I go very posh when I did these <laughs> jingles. Siren Siren 107.3 Broadcasting to you from the university A radio station for the whole community Siren 107.3 FM For Lincoln I like <laughs> the fact that I go Broadcasting to you from the university A <laughs> radio station I really, I roll my R's But I also like the fact I rhyme FM with Lincoln By going for Lincoln Which I thought we could almost reappropriate. If we have any Chinese I don't know if that's a name Of like a Chinese listener or something couple Lynn and Ken. Oh, for Lynn and Ken. I could just put an N in there. I could Lin go uh, Ken. Lynn and Ken. Ken. There you go. So <laughs> if there's anyone for Lynn, if, if there's anyone, a couple called Lynn and Ken, you've, you've got that for free. I also did one, Ellie, for a presenter called Becky Schofield on a community radio station. It was a station called, I've no idea what this station is, I don't know if it still exists, called The Stump. Okay. As I knew it was Becky Schofield on the stump, I went for this. And and I've taken the poshness to a whole new level in this one, Ellie. Becky Schofield on the stump. That may sound like she's impaled her rump. (laughs) Following a very clumsy jump. Landing on the stump with a bump. The stump, in fact, is a radio station. (laughs) Now you've calls for celebration for Becky Schofield's on the radio. So I better shut up so she can start her show. I like the idea. (laughs) I don't know if I ever got told what kind of a show it was. I just got told it was Becky Scofield on the stump. Can you do a jingle? I'd love it if it was like a heavy metal show. <laughs> so she, like, comes out with... Yo, so I better shut up so she can start her show. All right, dudes, let's rock!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just Googled the stump, Becky Schofield. It's come up with a physiotherapist but that seems a bit inappropriate with the stump. don't know. Maybe she specialises in amputees.
1: Amputees of the week. That could be our next feature. I don't think we should. (laughs) Amputees of the week. <laughs> Maybe we should play out with, because I got a very unusual commission, Ellie, which you'll remember from a couple of years ago, where it was some children's charity,
0: wasn't yeah. it? it's Grim & Co. It's a literary charity in Rotherham.
1: Children had written poems, and the idea was the poetry would be turned into song, and a number of artists were asked if they could take one of these poems and turn it into a song. So I was given quite a few poems to read through, and there were some very interesting, ones, there were some very surreal ones that didn't really have rhyme schemes and I thought that's going to be mm. quite difficult to do anything with and there was actually, I do remember one person did a song about farting or something or bubbles <laughs> or something like that, one poem about that and I think Boff Wally might have, uh, from Chumba Wumba might have covered that one <laughs> but there was a whole CD, I don't know if people can even get the CD now. I don't even know what it was called I don't even know if this is available anywhere. Lyrical. That's what it was called right. But
0: it's sold out.
1: Ah so this, i probably not meant to put it on a thing I did say, do like a contract or something, that I said, but I think it's fine now. I think mean, enough times, like two or three years ago this. So, four years ago, mate. Four years, right. Yeah. I read this one and immediately thought, this is the one I'm going to do. It was a poem called Death Race. <laughs> and actually, I think it was, they knew when they were writing them that they were going to be put into songs. Which is why some of the lyrics of this one were, na-na-na-na-na. So they'd actually written Na 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 as a kind of musical direction.
0: I haven't got the lyrics, but the two girls who wrote it were Sophia and Daisy.
1: Right, Okay. I never heard from these people. No. Like, I did this song, and I probably went a little bit over the top, because some of those songs, you know, you had like people just playing a guitar and singing along, and I kind of went, like, full epic kind of orchestration and things (laughs) with this. Um, Didn't get paid for this, by the way. This is all completely for free. But it's such a strange song. It doesn't have the lyrics, but you'll hear the lyrics when we play the song. Because that would have been a bit cheeky. I've done the other song, and I did do the lyrics, but then I thought, I think it sounds a lot better without them, to be honest. So <laughs> This is an instrumental. And I don't think I do this in a posh voice. Well, I don't know what the song was necessarily about. It was a song called Death Race. There was someone called Colin <laughs> who met a rather unfortunate demise. I'm not sure what style of music. did. There was no kind of indication of uh, what genre they were hoping for
0: and they had booked primarily folk musicians for writing the music it didn't for strike songs. me as
1: very folk orientated no. this particular song i don't know if they were hoping for like something a bit more poppy and i kind of went for something a little bit more metally and orchestral why don't we play out we'll play out with this i think there were two 12 year olds i honestly thought i would do it and then i thought i'd hear back from them and they did say the person i sent it to was like oh this is absolutely brilliant but uh, i never heard from them again i'd love to know what they thought i love the idea of it being played <laughs> <laughs> cool. no, we we're not hoping for that at this all. This is
0: not what we were thinking. We were for something like
1: Rihanna or something yeah. like that. But I'm sure this will inspire people to get involved with David Eagle's mercenary musical moment. my breath 80,000 fans of screen Died. The flames are leaping. Oh, I'm dying inside. Falling to death. The whistle sounds. Night. Colin, well, it's a shame that he died Colin, Colin, you really should have bailed Cause Colin, Colin, yes, he failed There you go. Poor v- Colin. Hello. <sighs> love to know what inspired that. Because I love the idea of they've written that together as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I think that will have inspired a lot of people to uh, want they'd want to part with their money now. to, to <laughs> a jingle. I predict that no one's going to get in contact about it. But you never know.
2: <laughs> <Quiet>. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: David, it's, at the age of eight has spoken. <laughs> we have to say goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Now we don't know if we're going to do another podcast before we get married. Don't we should know. be in the 26th Chances are we may not get a chance to, actually. Because we're gonna be away. So this might be the first time the last time that Ellie refers to herself as Ellie Skinner. So what a moment this is gonna be. From me, David Eagle.
0: And me, Ellie Skinner. Goodbye. Bye.